Hello, everyone, and welcome to Wednesday Night Live. And I am very happy to be back home here in Dallas at the Father's Church after enjoying two very jam-packed weeks of ministry in Brazil. My name is Ron Crawford. I'm the pastor of the Father's Church here in Dallas, and we are so thankful to be able to share this special uh, time together every week with our Saints Network family, and particularly our uh, Father's Church family. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. I know that there's a time of celebration and giving thanks uh, that uh, the day on Thursday represents. And I also know that many of you are busily preparing for that um, glorious time. And traditionally, I know that this broadcast is probably not going to be listened to by very many people. But be that as it may, I am looking forward to what the Lord would want to share with us today. <clears throat> now, <clears throat> excuse me, I believe that we'll probably give some kind of a report this coming Sunday morning as part of our worship, our, our message time. Uh, there's no way we'll be able to say everything that God did because it was just a continuation of his visitation for Brazil, and we can't encapsulate all of that. Secondly, there are some things that we're not going to say publicly because it's just going out for all and everyone to hear. And that would even be testimonies of some of the good things because... If there's one thing we notice about any move of God, it's that the enemy is always right there to create jealousies and comparisons. And we're not worried about that, but I just don't want to turn a triumphant point of praise into something that causes other people to fall because I didn't mention them. That's just the way churches are. You could say, well, just be bold and tell them, Pastor. Well, for those who say that, that tells me that you've never had any point of authority in Christian circles. You've got to be wise as serpents, harmless as doves. Yeah, you don't know how many times I've tried to be very open, and it turns around to uh, be used to the enemy because people are subject to their own iniquities, and they hear what they want to hear. You know, my daughter Katie spoke in the Wisdom Seekers class this past Sunday about the Belial influence. And if you haven't heard that, you should listen to it. I'm her father and I listen to it. But it does remind us of things that we faced in the past and how the enemy is always trying to create challenges in the midst of victory. Um, we, don't have to, we don't have to be subject to them, but we do know that <clears throat> we do need to be wise. So there are a lot of things that happen in Brazil that I am not going to mention publicly, no matter how much you want to hear them. Um, 
nothing bad happened. Lots of good happened. But God moved in dynamic ways in one place, in different dynamic ways in another. In one place, God provided a very general message. There were some churches we did not go to. We just did not have the amount of time to do it. We never made a commitment to go there. But then, you know, people are funny. So we'll give some kind of a report this coming Sunday. But um, just know that the most important thing we can do is pray. And know that God is moving. And we're so grateful for the victories that we enjoyed. We're so grateful for God protecting us, for God giving us favor. And we're so very grateful for the kindness and the hunger within the Brazilian people. We've ministered enough in a, num- in, 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 in a great number of countries over a great, great many of years to know that the amazing favor that we're experiencing in Brazil is to say it is unusual would be a vast understatement. God is doing a work and he is allowing us to be, as saints, integral and instrumental parts in supplying that work. What we need now is wisdom. We need God's strategy. We need God's timing. And we need to pray, pardon me, for for the Lord to safeguard these dear people in the midst of an outpouring of the Spirit from the things that we went through. And everything we went through in opposition to following the work of the Lord is clearly shown in Scripture as tactics of the enemy. Um, I'm, I'm believing God that <clears throat> he's going to help this work to be preserved from a lot of that. You know, one by one, I see tremendous things that God is giving to us. And I recognize that so many of the ways that God is blessing down there are because of things that we sacrificed here. And I, I say here in Dallas, throughout the Saints Network, it's, it's like the seed fell in the ground and, and had to die for the fruit to come. So I give thanks to the Lord for his faithfulness. And we look forward <clears throat> to seeing what God's going to do in this, this new year. So, on this Thanksgiving Eve, we have a great deal to be thankful for. And I, I thank God for his blessings upon you and upon your families. 
I thank God for his goodness. Excuse me, I'm I'm talking here. It's obvious that I'm I'm so sorry that I'm blowing my nose. It's not because I'm sick. It's just because I flew all night the other night and had two weeks of incredible from morning to night ministry. My day started at most of the time five in the morning and I didn't go to bed till one at night and it was jam packed. Not just me, the other members of the team, but I'm speaking here. So I think my body is just adjusting coming out of a very hot summer down there into pretty chilly temperatures here in Dallas. So um, I'm not sick for those of you who get overly concerned for me. It's just this is the first time I've pressed my voice this morning. We have a lot to be thankful for. And one of the things that God ministered while we were down in Brazil was a passage, a theme in Scripture that you can study for yourself. In fact, we're encouraging the people down in Brazil to get the Bible program that we're all hopefully using, and we're going to teach them how to study the Word for themselves. Well, that's what we want you to do, too. So one of the messages that the Lord gave was about glory and honor. We launched out of Psalm 8, 5. Now, if you go particularly an olive tree and you type in glory and then capitalize A-N-D, put the gap in between glory and and, and then put another gap in space and type honor. If you're in King James, remember that's H-O-N-O-U-R. And there it will lead you to all the places that those words are together in Scripture. So glory and honor. And we looked at um, Psalm 8.5 where David spoke about this. And he said that man created a little lower than the angel and being crowned with glory and honor. A little lower than the angels we've talked about many times in the past. And that, of course, showcases the fact that you and I have a continual need to hunger after God. We, we partner with him in love and we need his supply. And we've talked about how angels, they don't have that. They serve but they are created to serve. Their joy is in serving the Lord. Our joy is in service, but in devotion and love, and the need to hunger and thirst after God. The angels desire to look into that. They're amazed by that. So our little lower really describes our devotion to the Father. But then there is a crowning with glory and honor. 
If you look through the Old Testament, you see that uh, if you're going to participate with the glory of God, there it is in Psalm 25 too. You should have this right in front of you. God's glory conceals a thing, but honor in kings is to discover it and search it out. We've learned that, haven't we? You partner with the glory of God, which is not just goosebumps, feathers, and gold flakes. It's it's embracing a partnership with God for something that he's debuting. It's very much akin to an apostolic calling. And with that, then, you're granted kingly authority and the ability from the Spirit of the Lord to discern and search out matters. So God reveals things through this process. Haven't we lived that? Of course we have. And you can see lots of other places where glory and honor are are mentioned in the Old Testament. But then we come to Romans 2, the first time they're both enjoined in the New Testament. And it speaks this rather obscure passage about being patient. That's an apostolic virtue. In well-doing, seeking for glory and honor and immortality and eternal life. Um, There's a connection with the need for patience, which is the first sign of the apostolic. But we come down to the heart of the matter in Hebrews 2, 7 and Hebrews 2, 9. Here, there's a direct quote for what we read in the book of Psalms. And notice that verse 7 speaks about this concept in general. And then in verse 9, it says, we see Jesus who did this very thing. So those who would say that, oh, uh, David was just prophesying about Jesus and that this is about him and not about us. Well, then why did the writer to the Hebrews say in verse 7, this quotation, and then two verses later and say, even Jesus did this? if it was just an uh, all-encompassing word about the Lord. Jesus came to do this to make possible our privilege of doing it. Do you see that? So, glory and honor is the crown. Are you seeing that? How do we gain authority? Through serving God in glory and honor. In our, in our additional pursuit of needing and wanting Him. Your crown is a crown of glory and honor. 
Here we see in the mouth of three verses the association of the crown of glory and honor. If you are willing to partner with God in His glory, and you're willing to invest yourself in honor. We talked about honor a few years ago. Really taught on it a long and expansive time. But it basically means this. You become so committed to something in the Old Testament, H-O-D, that you become imprinted by it. Where you're so committed that when people see you, they see that. Um, and you invest your time, your energies, everything you are. The greatest gift you have is time. And um, that's why in the New Testament, honor is most regularly translated from the word T-I-M-E. Now you'll see translators who will say, well, this is wealth, this is whatever. But why then did that extend through from the Greek into the Latin, into the Latin Romance languages as a word that we use for time? Because the greatest thing, the greatest treasure you have is the time God gives you on this earth. What do you do with your time? What do you do during your time? That's your greatest treasure. And um, I, I think that if we recognize that our crown guarantees, uh, our crown consists of glory and honor, we see both of those things. That's where your authority comes from. The manifestation of how you administrate and govern is upon your shoulders, but the thing that is upon your head is glory and honor. That's what Jesus did. That's what David spoke of. That's what you and I have. And it's the glory of God to conceal things. As you're partnering with him in his glory, you're, you're hidden in the cleft of the rock while the glory passes by. Remember that from Ezekiel, from Exodus? And... Um, where are we in that? We're waiting on God under the covering of the palm of his hand. So glory and honor is the material of our crown, which one day we'll cast at his feet. It belongs there. He made this possible for us. But I want you, maybe during the time that you have in devotions over these days. Look at these other verses. Like Second Peter 1.17. Jesus received from God the Father honor and glory when there came a voice to him from the excellent glory, this is my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased. When Jesus was baptized and additionally on the top of the Mount of Transfiguration. This is what God recognized. Jesus received this commission and this reality from the Father 
at his baptism and transfiguration. And that's what Hebrews was talking about in Hebrews 2.9. Do you see this? Well, I'm looking at the, the account of the baptism and I don't see God saying that. Well, here, Peter, who ought to know, says that that's when Jesus really came into that. Doesn't it? Or am I misreading that? So when you commit yourself to be baptized, to die to the flesh, and to rise to move as sons of the Most High God, when you commit yourself to keep on being changed from glory to glory, that's you then again saying, I'm willing to partner with you, Father. I'm willing to invest myself, my time, my energies, my reputation, what I look like, what I do, in honor to you. That's your crown. And then you see lots of um, issuances of that through Revelation in, um, in response to what Jesus did. Revelation 4, 9, and 11, where the lamb, the slain lamb, goes to um, triumphantly into heaven. How wonderful is that? And there are lots of instances further of that. Then in uh, Revelation 19, you see that triumphant time when Alleluia is reclaimed from the enemy's hand, from Hellel's hand. All of those Alleluia's in Revelation 19, we've studied that, we've preached that. You should know that. There it is. But then look at Revelation 21. And let's see this together. Here we are in uh, verse Revelation 21, 22. I didn't see any temple there. For the Lord God Almighty and the Lamb are the temple of it. The city had no need of the sun, neither of the moon, to shine in it, for the glory of God lightened it, and the Lamb is the light thereof. And here we are, verse 24. The nations of them which are saved will walk in the light of it, and the kings there on the earth, bring their glory and honor into it. Who are the kings? King Charles? I don't know. I don't think so. These are those that are moving in the nations that are saved, who are crowned with glory and honor. And it says in verse 26, they bring the glory and honor of the nations the ethnos, into it. What is that? Well, that's by those, what those who partner with the tree of life do for the healing of the nations, the peoples of the earth, the ethnos of the earth. And I'm putting two and two together 
And this should be you and me. And those who embrace this calling in the nations that are saved. It's about glory and honor. The temple isn't there anymore. It's there now. Where are we conducting this business on behalf of the throne? In that temple, in the heavens, in the river of God, trees of righteousness, with the tree of life, for the healing of the nations. And here we are when time is no more. We're there with God. We're with him. We shall be like him for eternity. And this parade of the ethnos that have embraced the glory of God and embraced the honor. And we come before the Lord and bring that glory and honor, submitting it back to God. We, we cast these crowns at his feet as a challenge. We, we don't, no, no, as an, as an offering because the triumph of the Lamb has been won. Verse 27, there shall in no wise enter into it anything that defiles or works abomination or lies, but those which are written in that book of life. And then it talks about the water of life. How wonderful. But this is our message. This is what we're called to do. We shall, we ask of God. And God gives us the nations as an inheritance. Our crown in that inheritance consists of partnership with God in glory and honor. We're seeing that now. And one day, when it is all finished, we will be there, God willing, God helping us, to bring that glory and honor with the nations that are saved before the Lord. What is being transacted now on behalf of God's creation, the nations of the earth, the places of creation, the things in the spirit realm and the natural, what's being transacted right now, one day, God help us, we'll be there with these crowns in the place where battle is being waged right now on behalf of the earth. Vials are coming out of that. Smoke is coming out of that place. The incense of the saints is welcoming these maneuvers of the kingdom where the river of God initiates and begins and flows out from the threshold of that place. One day, when it's all victorious, in Revelation 21, we'll stand there, the temple will be no more. The Lamb is the light, the glory. We will be with him. And we this is a thank this is a heavenly Thanksgiving day. Where we bring the glory and the honor for the nations that have been saved. The triumph of what God is coordinating right now in this place. One day 
we come there proclaiming the salvation of God through glory and honor. Do you see this? This is God's way. This is what God is doing. So when we go to a place like Brazil, or, and I cannot tell you adequately enough, the incredible favor that God is giving the message of the saints there. He prophesied it, didn't he? That the army of the saints in the time of the end, a major a major outpost of it will be there. He said that decades ago. We didn't wait till we were going there to dream it up. God said it. He's doing it. It's kind of off-putting for me. Why, Pastor? Because I'm used to this message being rejected. I'm used to this message being criticized. I'm used to this message being ridiculed. Oppositions coming that tried to destroy the message and us. I'm used to the enemy ravaging our worship team. I'm used to the enemy taking out just about all of our young people. I'm used to all of that. You probably are too. Painful things. But glory be to God, he's preserved us and allowed us to walk with him. So it's odd to me very odd, and to a degree uncomfortable to see this outpouring of established churches. You know, that one of the churches where we were. Now, i got to be careful saying this because this didn't happen in all the churches. But one of the churches has all the things that I just mentioned. In spades. I do not understand the spades. Pressed down, shaken together, running over. Young people who are passionate. We mentioned diversities of tongues. We mentioned proskuneo. They don't look the other way and think, oh, that's weird. I'm going to go over here. They're there. Yes, sir, I'll do this. What's next? I'm not used to that. I think this seed has fallen in the ground and died as an offering to God so that fruit can be known. That's just me thinking it. But I, I'm not used to this. Not used to pastor after pastor after pastor after pastor weeping and asking for what we have. Now the word prophesies that. There are people from many nations that will come and take you by the hem of the garment and say, let me be called by your name. We see God is in you. We will go with you. We, we know that. Here it is. So we have a lot to be thankful for. And I know enough about what we've gone through as saints 
you do too, to recognize that none of this is me. If it was me, we would have had it all years ago. Of course, we have to submit and serve and invest in the glory and honor. But I never forget that when these glorious things are happening, that two decades plus have shown that it ain't because of me. In fact, I'm a bit embarrassed by it at times because there's such an overwhelming response. And that's a good thing. That's a good thing because that type of success is, is not getting a hold of me because I know <laughs> it's not me. Is God. And I sincerely say that. But the message is God's. Spirit is God's. We had one place that we loved dearly where the fire of the Lord poured out. We'll wait for the testimony on Sunday. And that whole group of worship people were just knocked out in the spirit. And the pastor said, I thought I was dead which is kind of comical to me. But that's biblical. We fell as dead men. We pray for them. That was an unusual visitation of God. And it happened at a time that none of us were expecting. The message had already been given. This testimony will be given on Sunday. And it just happened. That's the best kind, isn't it? We were able to see it. I saw things during that hour that I've seen in heaven, but never in the way I've seen manifest on earth. This is God. We're thankful. At the same time, we're praying about other nations who have partnered with us. They have sown into this as well. God's going to give them a visitation of his presence, commensurate with what he has for them in the days to come. We've not forgotten about them. But this is what God is doing, and we're thankful. So how's your crown? An overcomer's crown. Hopefully that's the end result. But the crown on Jesus' head, yes, there are many crowns, crowning with many crowns. But the crown that the Father gave to Jesus when he came to minister on this earth, glory and honor. And for all of us who were made a little lower than the angels, that's what constitutes our crown in that point of partnership. And we're ministering on behalf of what's going on in the temple of the Tabernacle of Testimony in this very hour. And the end game is Revelation 21 when we go to that very location and we rejoice. The temple is no longer needed. 
because God has won the victory. And we come with glory and honor and give a triumphant time of thanks to the Lord that he has done great things. The Lamb has triumphed. That's our objective. <clears throat> but the focus and function now is to serve God's glory with honor. Seeking Him in partnership with the angelic, yes. But seeking Him. Wanting more. Hungering. Needing. Wanting. Our Father. Serving alongside Jesus in the power of the Holy Spirit. That's our mission. Now, I bless those who just think that when they're born again, they can sit on the pew, tithe, pass out a track, and wait for the trumpet to blow. I bless them. We're saints. We're in the church. But we elect to serve God as those who cry holy with the angelic as they're created to serve alongside and to serve those who are the heirs of salvation. We, you and me, saints, crowned with glory and honor. So that's the great Thanksgiving Day in heaven. Revelation 19, Revelation 20, Revelation 21. That's, that's the big gathering. At this day, we thank God that somehow, some way, we have been privileged to see and accept the calling and it was the honor of God to conceal these things, but it's the honor of those who are moving in this authority as kings to discover it. God help us to continue to understand. God help us to consent to continue to discover what He and His Spirit of Truth is guiding us into. I don't want to miss anything. God help us. So thank you. Let's rejoice in the Lord on this Thanksgiving day. May God provide for you. May he strengthen you. May he encourage you. Keep that crown. Don't let anyone take that crown. That's what the word says. Let no man take that crown from you. Jesus said that. It's in red. So it has to be good. God bless all of you. Thank you for your willingness to remain. Oh, I know it's been painful so many times. 
Oh, I know you, you've walked through the valley in different ways, but you've remained faithful. And to those of you today who perhaps maybe you say, Pastor, I hear you, but I've gotten a little lax in my, um, my commitment. You're hearing this voice today. You can be what you're called to be. It's up to you. I don't need to lay hands on your noggin and cause you to vibrate for you to do this. At this point, that crown's on every head and you, you have to do it. You know how to do it, so do it for our Lord. May God bless you. Thanks for joining. Thank you for praying for us. Oh, how we appreciate that. Oh, what a blessing. I ask that God would reward you who have kept the stuff here to reward you for your faithfulness. So let's rejoice. We'll see you on Sunday. Hopefully, many of you will see you on Saturday at prayer. But we'll give a, a, a broader testimony then. So, happy Thanksgiving. Goodbye. God bless you.